if there is one thing in life that we love, Chris, it's a four-day weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good afternoon, everybody. A good Thursday afternoon to you. Today is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. This is the Southside Beat. My name is Corey Christen. Next to me is Chris Halleck. I am still nasally. I am chugging green tea. I'm trying, man. Allergies I can't are shake bad, this. man. They're getting bad. They're getting bad. I'm I'm not in in you know southwestern Pennsylvania right now, so I I don't so, know what everybody's dealing with there. But I know here in North Texas, it's it's pretty bad. This time of year gets you really really bad. So uh, yeah, I'm with you, Corey. I'm with you. Mine's more in the nose area, but I'm with you. I'm 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 deep deep in the cavity here. I mean, it is just. Awful oh, Mark right Malone now. already right getting up. Okay, so obviously everybody can see what the title of the episode is. Next level mm-hmm. for Kenny. Mark right here already. Word has it that Kenny's hands have grown a bit. I know one thing that's grown a bit, and that's the dog in him. The dog in him has definitely grown a bit because that dude is playing with a lot of confidence. Um, yeah, so obviously we're going to be talking a lot today about the next level for Kenny Pickett. And why is that important? Like, why is... Why is it important? Well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday about how deep this roster is, but obviously they Steelers need an answer on whether this is the actual next franchise quarterback, because the gap between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger was painful. Uh, You had Bubby Brister and Neil O'Donnell and Mike Tomzak and Cordell Stewart and Tommy Maddox. And I'm not trying to, you know, dog on all of those guys. You know, some of those guys had some really good moments, but that gap was way too long. And if the Steelers can go pretty much straight from Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben Roethlisberger to another franchise quarterback, that's uh, that's a major win for this organization. One thing that I think it's lost in the shuffle is how hard it is to find and draft and scout and develop yeah. quarterbacks. It's been a very fortunate case in the recent history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, where Ben Roethlisberger comes along in 2004. He's the right guy. And two Super Bowls later, here we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of time. Of course, every dog has his day yeah. and you go back in, you look at Kenny Pickett, you look at the rest of that draft class and the fit for Kenny Pickett in the city of Pittsburgh and with the Steelers organization, it is just a stylistic match. It is a match of personalities. Mm-hmm. It is a fit in terms of not just, system for Matt Canada. Let's not forget Matt Canada helped recruit Kenny Pickett to pit. Yep. It's also just a guy that this city can lean on to back them up. And as a representative of the Pittsburgh Steelers of, of the football franchise, the number one potentially definitely NFL brand, one of the top easily three or four brands across all of sports. This is a representative that you want. I think I think what what Kenny does really really well that that's already got him favorable. I mean, obviously, like the the the, the pit ties and everything like that have him already popular with the fan base. But I think one thing that that Kenny exudes is a really really strong work ethic. And if they, I think if there's anything that people from Pittsburgh can appreciate, it's it's people who have a strong work ethic. People who really work. I mean, Sidney Crosby. Like just to cross sports real quick, Sidney Crosby yeah. is so popular not just because he's Sidney Crosby and he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time but his work ethic is unmatchable 
And like you, when you go through like Pittsburgh sports history, especially when you go to the Steelers side of things, some of the most popular players have been the players that just outwork everybody else. And Kenny Pickett, from everything that we saw throughout social media, throughout the offseason, the dude's been working hours upon hours upon hours upon hours at getting better at his craft. And I think that is going to speak volumes in and of itself, not to mention the fact that he looked pretty darn good in preseason too. Mm-hmm. For those that are just tuning in too, by the way, this is episode four of the South Side Beat. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. This is a new show, new venture here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. We proceed DK and Ramon Foster on the Ramon Foster Show, which comes about an hour after we start, 4 p.m. Eastern every day, yep. Monday through Friday. We go till about 3.30. We're just talking Steelers. You know, I'm on the South Side. Chris is there analytically from that point of view and Today, obviously, big voice crack. Today, obviously, the big topic of conversation is Kenny Pickett. And the thought process behind this, at least theme today, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a a statement, you know. The -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers are expected to take a jump in 2023. They finish 9-8. and They do so without TJ Watt playing for most of the season. They do so with Kenny Pickett learning the position on the fly in a lot Mm. of regards. Yeah. And you can look at first half Steelers, second half Steelers, first half Kenny Pickett, second half Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And this year, the Steelers are expected to be a better football team. That's Mm -hmm. the blanket statement. Yep. It will have to be not just because of health and because of all the other things that make a successful football season what it is, Mm -hmm. but it especially will have to come from the second year quarterback. And in the late in the eight games to finish the season last year, yeah. Kenny Pickett, nearly a 60% completion rate, five touchdowns to one interception, was mm-hmm. able to run a little bit, took care of the football. So we want to see that second half Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But what more is there to achieve? Is that what we're trying to find out here? Well, I think, well, obviously I think it, it, regardless of, and I think that's like one thing what we're talking about when we're talking about the next level for Kenny, we can talk about stats. Like what numbers is he going to put up? He's going to throw for 3,500 yards. Is he going to throw for 4,000 yards? Does he need to throw for 25 touchdowns? Uh, does he need to throw no more than 12 interceptions? You know, whatever it is. But I think ultimately the, the, the main number that everybody's going to be looking at is wins. How many games is he helping this team win? Um, a really good example is honestly what he did last year when it came down to it in those games against the Raiders and the Ravens at the end of the season, overall numbers weren't like he wasn't going to be anybody's starter on, 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 in a fantasy lineup, but ultimately his goal is to help win the game. And when it came down to it late in the fourth quarter within striking distance, he led the team down the field and got the job done. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're talking about this year and we're talking about what Kenny can do to take that next level, does it require more in terms of production and like ultimately, and just, I, I hate to like put this on the entire offense, but it really does come down. They just need to score more because the one interception in the second half of the season is, is amazing, but five touchdowns is not going to cut it. This team has to score more. And that, that needs that means that there's more expected to be out of Matt Canada. There's more to be expected out of Kenny Pickett and out of everybody else on that offense in order to make sure that they finish drives more often and they aren't settling for three points. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for actually the splits between first half and second half, and I can't find them on Football Reference. So, Rick, 
I think you have a good credence to your point here, saying the Steelers have to mm-hmm. be better coming out of halftime. You know, they were points. I, I look at the Dolphins game as like a good example of like a game the Steelers were in late, probably should have won. And how often does that happen where an NFL team will be, this could be anybody, will be in a game late. It's mm-hmm. a game they should win, that they've done well enough to hold and mm-hmm. earn a win, but they don't. And it happens on the flip side too. There's a game that they shouldn't win and they just luck into it. Yeah, I think um, the one game that really stands out to me to to, to Rick's point there was uh, the 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 Cleveland game last year, the the one early in the season. They were really like for the most part, it was a really good first half. Second half, Cleveland kept going. They kept running the football well. They kept doing everything well. Went down, scored touchdowns. The Steelers stopped moving the ball. Uh, I think part of, I remember looking at the film. Part of that was on Matt Canada. The very first play coming out was this really poorly designed screen pass that had no screen. So it's not a screen pass. It's just throwing it out to somebody on an island, being like, "You got to make four guys miss. Good luck," you know. And that it was just it was just a bad it was just a bad second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I think what it comes to like, yeah, like you need to start off well. You need to do this well, and and really, ideally. And okay, I'm gonna throw it way back here. But there's one thing that always stuck with me from the time that I was a little kid, and Steelers fans might cringe a little bit when I say the name Neil O'Donnell. But one thing I remember him saying back in like 1993 was you can't have a slow first quarter, warm up the second quarter, and play a great second half and win. Like that's absolutely correct. You cannot, you have to be able to play a full 60 minutes. And this team has to be able to do that. And in the in the like in those 60 minutes. There are things that they absolutely need to do better. Finishing drives is one of them. I the I, I'll kick it back to you for a second, but there's another situation that I, I want to bring up that was a perfect example of that from last year. Well, and real quick, I, I love this comment from Fish and Trout. One more TD mm-hmm. per game should be comfortable. I'll be honest. I think two TDs per game is more comfortable. He 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 threw for he threw for seven and ran for three. And th- he threw for seven and ran for three in sixteen and thirteen games. Yeah, he needs to have at least two more touchdowns per game and yeah. produce two more touchdowns, whether that's by the air or by the ground. And that yeah. obviously puts a little bit more on Najee Harris, Jalen Warren in the running game. But I think Kenny realistically can expect two touchdowns a game. Yeah, I think that's like very feasible and a very acceptable uh, proposition to make to Kenny Pickett score two touchdowns a game, whether it's throwing or running. And yeah. that would equate to what Pittsburgh Toddy says here. If he can throw for 3K and 20 to 25 touchdowns, the Steelers will make the playoffs. I mean, put it in that vacuum. Yeah. The Steelers play 17 games, 25 touchdowns. That is still less than two touchdowns a game. Yeah. So if I think if he throws two scores and if Najee gets one or Jalen gets one, that's 21 points to account for from the offense alone. You're Ramon! automatically improving. Ramon, Ramon in the house. Ramon, welcome Dude. in, Ramon. What's sorry. up, baby? Love I it. Sorry to cut you off, but Ramon jumps in. I, I got <laughs> I got got a shout out to him, man. Love that. Um, we will see you in October, Ramon. Yeah, big absolutely. season for Vols football coming up. Big season for Vols football <laughs> coming up. Love it, Ramon. Love it, Ramon. But with Kenny, ooh, this is a good point. Donald brings up. Go go ahead and finish. But like, we got to hit what Donald says here because he right, hits the nail on the head. Here. To wrap it up briefly, the expectation is a minimum minimum two touchdowns mm-hmm. produced in, in every game this year. I'm sorry. I, I was just um, I'm going through the comments He's here, man. Zoned out, dude. He's I'm zoned I, out. Moan is just. I love having Moan in here. So um, Donald mentions in the comments he remembers Matt yeah. Canada saying 
players need to execute better. And he thinks the blame for poor offense lies on both ends. Yeah. Poor design leading to poor execution. There's something to say about that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I, There's something I, to say I, about that. Kind of brought, brought that point of like the very first play you come out with in the second half is a screenplay that doesn't have a screen. Like, like there, there were absolutely bad, bad. I mean, and, and even then there were still some, some schemes in the preseason that I just don't, don't like um, in, the, in the first game against Tampa Bay, that little pass out to Najee Harris. I mean, there's nobody there to, to block for him. I mean, I, I understand like there's, there's naked plays in football. Like I get that. Um, you have to be able to also read the defense and, it all, and like Kenny probably could have read that a little bit differently, but just the overall scheme, just regardless of what checks and need, uh, need to be made at the offensive at the line, that was just a poorly designed play. It's just not, not a good scheme. The one thing that I, really enjoyed seeing in the preseason was the dedication to using the middle of the field. Uh, Cause that was obviously like one of the really big complaints last year. Um, but I think like if, if I don't think Matt Canada necessarily has to reinvent the wheel. If you, if you can build off of what they were doing last year and, and the one game I wanted to bring up last year was the Baltimore game. Uh, the one that they lost where Mitch actually had to come in for Kenny because of the concussion. I don't know if everybody remember. Everybody wants to remember the three picks, but Mitch Trubisky, like that offense, moved up and down the field almost at will. They just could not finish drives. And when I say couldn't finish drives, they turned the ball over three times. That's a really, really bad thing to do. Any kind of mistake whatsoever always kills way more against Baltimore. But they moved up and down the field at will. It's just what can they do in those last twenty to twenty-five yards to make sure that they end up with six points more often than three points. Um, it, I, I don't want to bury this either because today uh, it was officially announced that Desmond King is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yes. And, you know, this brings more to the discussion that we had um, when we found out that he was reportedly coming here where, mm-hmm. you know, this pushes James Pierre in the cornerback room. This pushes that cornerback room to a different shape and a different scope. And now it's official today. So, yep. you know, come Monday, reminder here, the Steelers are off from now until Monday. Mm-hmm. where they get into their regular game week flow. They yep. get into their regular practice schedule. They get, yep. you know, just into that mindset. And um, we'll see Desmond King on the South side on Monday. Yeah, uh, it's it's exciting, man. Like, I remember that that first week. And, and for, for anybody who's, like, you know, concerned about me, like, being forward, like, I have – I spent last year completely on the beat. Like, I, I've – I've been there. I've been in the room. Like I, I, I still talk with some of the people in the organization, uh, a few of the players as well. And like, so I, I'm still in communication there. And uh, that first week is always exciting because this is like, okay, this is like, like Tuesday is going to come along. Mike Tomlin's going to step up to the podium. He's going to say good afternoon. And it's just going to be just like it's feels, it's going to feel just like the middle of October again. Mm-hmm. Or in the middle of the season again, and we're just right back into the swing of things. Uh, it's always it's that first week is always a lot of fun, and going ahead with this with this fifty three man roster, man, they're they're set up really really good, and uh, like you know we talk about with with Kenny taking you know, possibly taking a big step forward this year, man. I, I honestly think this guy's the limit. Uh, lifted ones here, and, and again for those listening on the playback, yeah. if you're chiming in live on YouTube. You could bring a really good topic to the show, just like what Lifted Ones does here. Mm-hmm. He says we wish we re-signed Arthur Mollette. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll make the case that Mollette wasn't the one to re-sign, and Cam Sutton was. Yeah. I think Cam Sutton would have been the cornerback, even over Akello Witherspoon. I think Cam Sutton was the cornerback. Well, Cam Sutton pursue, was there. That was 
Yeah, that was that was the uh, that was the guy that they. I, mean, I had somebody in the organization flat out tell me while I was at the combine. Uh, yes, thank you, Ramon. Absolutely, appreciate you, Ramon. Appreciate um, you, Ramon. Ramon the, and DK um, coming up in forty five minutes, right here, right after yes. us. Thanks, Ramon. Uh, I I had somebody at the combine in the organization like tell me Cam Sutton is our priority going into free, in terms of players that they want to resign, but even in terms of just free agency in general, that he was a priority. And uh, like, and some of them like thought that he was like a guy. And when you say like a guy, like th- that means a lot more than what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it didn't work out. You know, the, the lions threw a, you know, threw a pretty big contract to him and the Steelers, you know, obviously had a plan. We've now seen how that plan played out. Didn't necessarily need cam Sutton. And that's, <laughs> that's a really, really big win mm-hmm. for Omar Khan in this uh, organization. Uh, but, Cam Sutton was a, a really big priority for them. I know that regardless of how everything else has played out, that one did hurt for them a little bit because they did they do think so highly of him. Uh, Theo brings up Steve Sims is way better than Gunner. This is hard because I'm on the Gunner Olszewski train, and I know I am very much in the minority on this one. I saw a lot of good things out of Gunner in training camp, and I know Steven Sims getting released by the Texans wasn't a member of their 53. The immediate thought was bring him back. Get get rid of Gunner, bring him back. Yeah. I say not so fast. I say not so fast. I think not only well first off, the Desmond King ripple effect does extend to the return room. Yes it does. 100%. And there's a possibility that whether it's Calvin Austin, Gunnar Olszewski or Desmond King, Ooh. there are three options there. Managa Hale Mike, I appreciate getting, you. Getting people taking sides now. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's I don't and, and here's the thing. But here's the thing, Chris. I don't understand why the Gunnar Olszewski debate is so polarizing. He made a couple of bad mistakes in games, right? Yeah. He made a couple of bad mistakes. I'm not going to excuse that. One of them cost him a game. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But also, I can't help but to not forget about what Kenny Pickett just said about him two weeks ago in training camp. Or three weeks ago Mm -hmm. in Latrobe. Kenny Pickett loves having Gunner around. Doesn't like having him around. Loves having Gunner around. Yep. And he had a good camp. He had a good showing as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He had a good showing as a punt returner and a kick returner. He is going to be a focal point of this team in a couple of different capacities. He's obviously not going to get Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, uh, George Pickens, Alan Robinson. Dan Jones, Target. welcome. Thank you so much. New member Dan Jones. Appreciate you, man. Welcome aboard to DK Pittsburgh Sports. Um, I'm on I'm on the Gunnar Olszewski train. I really am. And, and, and until something catastrophic again happens, and if it becomes a repeat kind of thing and it's bad habit building, yeah. then I'm out. Now, okay, I want to say this with, with tr- like, I, I have no, like, dog in the fight here. If anything, I should also be on the gunner train because he's a Texas boy. And every time he he's walking around in the locker room, he's carrying a Bucky's backpack. And anybody who know hears Bucky's and knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> shout out to you because Bucky's is awesome. I know what you're talking uh, about. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. Because Bucky's is awesome. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what Bucky's is, it's like combined sheets, Wawa, and Hobby Lobby, and it, and then multiply that size by about three, and that's what Bucky's is. Now, Bucky's food or Sheets food? Bucky's. Ooh. Bucky's. 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 Don't anger Western Pennsylvania, Chris. Bucky's, okay, okay. Listen, I appreciate Bucky's, you not pandering. I appreciate your I'm honesty really and you not pandering. Thank Spice you. Spice Creations. 
Yes, thank you. I love Bucky's too. Um, Bucky's I've experienced is awesome. it. I've experienced it. I like Wawa too. I'm a Sheets guy, but I like Wawa. Yeah. For my Beaver uh, Nuggets East for the Coast win. Friends. Bob Schreiner, Beaver, Beaver Nuggets for the win. Oh, Zach, Zach, Zach let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's where Wawa has sheets smoked, okay? The breakfast department. Wawa has sheets absolutely obliterated in the breakfast department. I could go <laughs> with Wawa and get a my favorite food of all time. Deathbed meal is a bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel with salt, pepper, ketchup. Yeah. Deathbed meal, bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup on an everything bagel. I could go into <laughs> Wawa in, in God bless the area. I love it. My best friend Tommy lives out there. Tom's River, New Jersey. Manchester Township, New Jersey. Go Hawks. I could go to a any Wawa and get a five-star bacon, egg, and cheese at any time. Yep. I go to Sheets for breakfast, <laughs> and it's a roll of the dice. To me, uh, it is. To me, it I, is. I didn't know that Bucky's was going to derail the conversation this much. Let's try to pull I, well, somebody to... earlier in the in the YouTube <laughs> comments. I did bring it up. Mentioned nachos. I mean, nachos you could go any way with. Yeah, uh, but the, the whole thing. Okay, so props to so anybody who needs some 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 oomph to to root for Gunner. He sports <laughs> a Bucky's backpack in, in the locker room, uh, or at least he used to. I don't know if he still does anymore. Um, but the whole thing with with Gunner last year, and this is just to play devil's advocate. It looked really good in training camp last year. Looked pretty good in the preseason. And I'm not talking about looked good in training camp, like just returning. Like had a good rapport with Kenny. Like looked like a like a legitimate slot receiver option, especially once we knew Calvin Austin wasn't going to be there for the long haul. And then it just didn't carry over into the regular season. Not saying that's going to happen again this year. I know the talent that's there. He's a former All-Pro as a returner. Like he can play. Just will it work this year? That, that that's that's all I'm saying when it comes to the gunner stuff. Uh Chris, I need you I need you to address this from Ramon. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay, I'm not there. Ramon okay. Foster says Bucky's is like a cult following. Okay, wow. so I, I will say this. Okay, so the, the last family vacation that I did, we drove down to Galveston from here, which from I live in the Dallas area, so it's about a it's about a five hour drive to get down there, especially once you get once you consider Houston traffic. And Anybody who drives between Dallas and Houston knows that you have to stop at the Bucky's in Madisonville. It's almost exactly halfway. Okay. The last time we did we did that drive, we stopped at the Bucky's in Madisonville, and my God, I said never again. It Ooh. is ridiculous of how many people and like I, I've gone to sports games, so obviously I will go to things that have a lot of people there. Oh man. It was just, it was just too much. It was too much for me. It was just, yeah. So I think now there's a Bucky's 20 minutes down the street from down the down the highway for me. I can always go to that one. I don't know. It might be a while before I go to the one in Madisonville. Again. Now Nick is bringing up the real topic at hand. Yeah. Lifelong Pittsburgher. He says screw sheets. <laughs> overrated. Gecko's where it's at, and I have to agree with him. I have to agree with him. We yeah. we love Gecko. Gecko. I will. I will go into Gecko and get a fish sandwich. Like on, I'm a Lent boy. I'm a Catholic boy. I will go into Gecko and get the fish sandwiches. They're great. They yeah. are great. Uh, the Pilgrim uh, during Thanksgiving time at yes. Gecko is um, yes. that's one thing that one way or another, if I get back to Pittsburgh in, in, around that time, 
will be getting a pilgrim while I'm there. See, look, for we don't sure, have 100%. to be we don't have to be all football. It's amazing. Food is listen, you don't have to tell look at me. You don't have to tell me <laughs> twice about talking about food. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice about it. And spice creations, let me tell you something. I love fish. I am a <laughs> fish connoisseur. If I had to go pescatarian, I could do it. I legitimately could do it. I love fish. I love salmon. I love cod. I love halibut. I love calamari. I love if it swims, I'll eat it. I'm in. I'm all in. All right. So we, we are kind of getting near the end of the near the end of the, the time that we have. Uh, so at a boy, moan, at a boy, moan. I'm with you, baby. Let's get it. Let's hey, get it. I will tell you what, man. I've not shared a meal with Ramon yet. But I can tell you right now, I have sat down and eaten with other with with other former Steelers offensive linemen before, and I tell you what, it is impressive. I feel like I'm I'm a person who can <laughs> who can put away some food, um, and and drink quite a bit. But man, alive, there is nothing that will humble you more than to sit down next to a former offensive lineman of the NFL and just watch that beer disappear in 30 seconds or watch that deep dish pizza disappear faster Ooh. than you can even finish one piece. Um, yeah, they know yeah. how to put it down. They know how to put it down. Lifted. Oh my gosh. Lifted. Yes, I do. It's crazy. Lifted. I cook. I I will. I, 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 I look like at it. recipes. I'm a yeah. YouTube watcher, and I will watch, you know, cooking videos just to pass time, try yeah. to pick something new up. Ramon, he, I love this. Ramon, we will eat well. Oh, yeah. Next time you come in, and yes, you will get the workout in before, but he says <laughs> we shall eat well next time we link up. Whenever you're in here, give us a holler. You're more than welcome. We'll, we'll get you in. All right, so um, what's what's the, what's one take you want to you finish this with, Corey, whether it's a food take or it's a Steelers take or anything like that? If we want to round this out and go back to t- talking about like how Kenny is pretty much, I think even Mike Tomlin called him the catalyst for the offense. Um, which we kind of know the defense is already there. What's one take that you have to close this out today? One, all right, I'll give a Steelers take and then a non-Steelers take. My okay. Steelers take is Kenny Pickett's confidence is going to carry this team. Okay. And I mean that by there's going to be times where he gets obviously intercepted and sacked and rattled and they're not going to win every game. That's great. But how does Kenny bounce back? How does he show adverse? How does he show through adversity? How does he no. work through all of that? I want to see Kenny hold strong. I want to see Kenny give us those toughness traits that we're used to. Yeah. And my non-Steelers uh, take is this whole ACC realignment thing is giving me a headache. Like they couldn't get ahead. They couldn't get ahead on getting good Pac-12 teams. So what they do is they scrape from the bottom. It's the keystone light of college like power conferences now. Yeah. They scrape from the bottom of the barrel. No, no disrespect to those drink Keystone Light. I've been known to partake, especially in high school, maybe a little bit. I don't know, you know. <laughs> but when you're going Stanford, Cal, and SMU, come on. Yeah. C- come on. Like, we didn't get ahead of this. We could have gotten ahead of this. It would have been nice to get ahead of this, but they didn't. So it's going to be a little, you know, well, a little dicey. Ramon's non-Steelers well, take. Ramon's Jim Irsay is the wrong. worst managing owner in 2023. He's not wrong. You got to pay Jonathan Taylor. <clears throat> got to pay JT. <laughs> yeah. All right. Steelers take for me, man. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with the. I'm going to stick with the with the Kenny train, and uh, I'm actually going to go with what Rick said here. Uh, wait, where's he at? Uh, Kenny will be the comeback king. Mm. Seeing what he did under pressure last year. Dude's got ice in his veins, man. Um, he, I think this is going to be another. 
I don't want to say like, okay, when, when, when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and all of those and Philip Rivers and all those other guys were putting up numbers, Ben Roethlisberger was winning football games. And that team was winning games. They were getting to the playoffs. They were making deep runs into the playoffs. They were getting to multiple AFC championships, multiple Super Bowls. That's what they were doing. I think Kenny Pickett could be that type of guy. I don't want to put that kind of expectation on him, any kind of comparisons to Ben because he's a different type of quarterback. He's a different type of person than than, than Ben is. But that, having that kind of ice in your veins is a huge trait to have. I think that that transcends stats and transcends fantasy value and all that kind of stuff. And so that to me is one of the reasons why you should be confident in Kenny Pickett. It's not because he's going to go off on stats or anything like that. It's because the dude doesn't buckle under pressure. And that is a great trait, probably one of the the most valuable traits to have for a quarterback. Uh, Ramon here on Jim Ursay. He's rivaling the Browns now. I mean, Ooh. And this is this is the comment he's responding to. James Lawson says the Browns ownership. And we'll end on this one for you, Chris. Yeah. Move from Pittsburgh to Kelly to Texas. Texas people, hands down, the best I've ever been around. There you go, Chris. I am. I, I will say I am. I am a hybrid. I was born and raised in New Jersey. My family's from Pittsburgh, and I did live there for for a couple of years. And now I've also lived in Texas for more than two decades. So I'm kind of from all over. I don't sound like I'm from Texas. I'm not talking with Texas accent and stuff like that. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm not you know sitting here with talking with some Southern drawl or anything like that. So um, <laughs> that hurt. But that one hurt. But yes, Texas hospitality is a real thing, especially when you go to Fort Worth. I understand I live on the Dallas side, but Fort Worth is a lot nicer than Dallas is. I'll just put I'll just be honest about that. Um, Randy to close the show asks, What Steeler jersey am I wearing today? That that's a trick question. I am not. I'm not going fully off, but this is Manchester <laughs> Township in New Jersey. My college roommate, one of my best friends, Tommy, Coach Farrell. Uh, they are they are playing tonight, week one. They had week zero yet last week. They won. Week one this week in New Jersey, and uh, we are supporting. So uh, let's go, Hawks. Keep digging. Discipline, intellect, grit. That's what it stands for. Uh, <laughs> let's get it. We're excited for that. Um, DK and Ramon coming up in 30 minutes Heck right here yeah. on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Appreciate you all tuning in. Appreciate you all chiming in. Thank I'm going to go ice my throat, uh, maybe have <laughs> a little more tea, maybe just sleep. I don't know. Uh, Chris, we, we will be back tomorrow, 3 o'clock yep. Eastern. Same time, same place, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out, guys.